0: Okay, so I have to show you my my cup this morning. Are you ready? I'm ready. This is maybe the creepiest one so far.
1: What is that? It looks like some like Alice in Wonderland character.
2: That's just super creepy. It's so
0: angry. Yeah, and look, it's like in (laughs) suspenders and it has like, I don't know, dude. Like, it's just kind of creepy. So anyways, this is what I'm drinking my coffee out of this morning.
1: Nice. Love it. What are you, what are you um, putting in your coffee these days?
0: So fun fact, um, I realized that I cannot... Hmm. Interesting discovery. Okay. So I realized that dairy and I don't get along, like specifically milk and I mm-hmm. don't get along as much as I thought. And so my Bulletproof coffee is what I prefer with a little butter in it, with like, you know, my raw milk or whatever but lately my body's just kind of been like, nah, like I'm not really into it. Um, and I've just felt like a little bit, uh, I don't even know how to, it's like an intuition thing. Like it just came out of nowhere. And I was like, I don't think milk is serving me right now. So, um, I'm alternating between doing like a bulletproof coffee, like drip coffee with some butter, um, the raw milk and a little bit of like stevia. And I'm now doing just like double espresso shot with my espresso mm-hmm. machine and I'm pouring that into my uh like perrier or like bubble water it doesn't have to be perrier <laughs> it could be yeah. like any bubble water <laughs> it sounds really bougie so I'm alternating doing that and I'm trying to like limit my dairy to see if that kind of solves like my feeling of just how I am towards like milk right now yeah does that make sense it's kind of weird I don't I don't can't explain it but sometimes your body shifts have you ever had that
1: yeah definitely um and you like because i've never i've never ever put like milk in my bulletproof coffee so it's, it's kind of new to me that Ooh. you do that initially because the reason
2: because
1: yeah. butter is like pure fat so obviously if you put the milk in you getting the uh the lactose you know whereas butter has got like virtually it's got very minimal lactose um yeah. and i know ghee, ghee has even less lactose but
0: But here's the thing. I love milk. Like me drinking coffee. Like there's like a Dutch saying that like the Dutch people drink their coffee for the milk, not for the coffee.
2: (laughs) So like that's
0: kind of, yeah, that's kind of how I am. And like, oh my God. Like I just, I like look back to where, like, I guess having like three like lattes a day at one point. And I'm like, how did I do that? Like, that's kind of (laughs) insane. Like, so anyways, I'm just like reeling it back little by little.
1: I think there's actually some studies done, like no jokes, I I read this somewhere, but milk, specifically milk in like um, flat whites and cappuccinos and lattes has the same effect as an opioid. So it's activating the same receptor in your brain as like heroin or like like any sort of opioid. It basically activates the same receptor and so does cheese. So milk and cheese are like, basically heroin legal heroin well (laughs)
0: well screw me i guess we're just going to this podcast and we're like all right first things first you're on heroin yeah like let's let's reel you back um but this is yeah i I don't know
1: i do i do like it because i i'm definitely the same like i go through phases where I, yeah I do feel like I get addicted to the, the taste of milk, um, specifically milk, you know, it very it really, rarely happens with like cheese or butter or yeah, something, either. but I agree with you. And I've actually started going, weaning myself off milk again. When I say weaning myself off, I, I I tend to not have it like in the week. I'll have like a flat white as a treat on the weekend. If I go to my favorite coffee shop or have That's coffee what I should
0: do Damn
1: yeah it. sorry <laughs> but, but then you have to then I mean it's getting used to drinking um like black coffee again I, I must say I've okay, so I started... have a question
0: for you can I have a question for you about the yeah. black coffee yeah. okay so like I my stomach historically has always been like not into having coffee by itself mm. the milk is kind of the thing that makes me less jittery like my mm-hmm. stomach doesn't hurt as much um, and I've gone through phases where I've actually like, I went through like a finals week and I actually cut out caffeine and coffee altogether, which oh. is crazy. But like, I don't know. Like, so like if my, if my stomach can't handle something in like, it's pure form, like a black coffee, does that mean that like, maybe I just like should stop or like, uh, cause that's where the milk comes in to help.
1: Yeah. Definitely. I, I've heard in, in fact so many people have messaged me before and, and they've said that they can't drink black coffee because of the exact same thing. And really? Yeah. So so what I would say, well, that's why the bulletproof is nice first in the morning, first thing in the morning, because the fat yeah. obviously um, stabilizes the caffeine in your system. But
2: mm-hmm.
1: potentially it could be like a a mic my, a problem. So it could be it could be basically shitty coffee not that I'm saying you buy shitty coffee but it could be mold in your coffee so there's certain black coffee that when I drink it when I go to like a friend's house for instance and it's like instant coffee or it's not it's not oh god yeah but sometimes it actually could just be the mold in the coffee that's causing that um because coffee definitely has small amounts of mold in it like there's no doubt about it
0: yeah and we've talked about that but just to like kind of I guess put more on that. Like it does matter what kind of coffee you drink, right? Like I've always recommended because of the mold of like highly processed brands. Um, like if you get like one of the biggest brands, like Starbucks, lazazo mm. like any of those beans that you get that are just mass produced that like have like There's obviously no roast date on them. There's just an expiration date in like two years. (laughs) Um, You're going to get, you you can't avoid the amount of mold that's actually in those huge process ones. So my Mm. recommendation is whenever we go somewhere, especially in Amsterdam, um, like we found a coffee roaster local and we literally could go and see a a, a roast date that was Mm. like the day of, or like the day before. So if you can get fresh, organically roasted not even actually don't even worry about organic if you can get local roasted coffee where you are i think that's half the battle if you can get organic great um right now i actually bought a 20 dollars bag of coffee oh my god don't know why it's organic <laughs> and it is the oh my gosh what is the mushroom brand
1: uh four sigmatic
0: Yes, I got the organic coffee for Sigmatic mm. with Chaga and Lion's Mane in it. Okay. Nice. I don't know that I believe in those things actually like helping because they're like, it's brain power or whatever. And like, maybe they are. I don't know. Yeah. I just got like a little bit more jittery from this coffee because it was like stronger, I think. Um, but like, that's organic. Like, is that but okay? He,
1: to he, eat? Has th- he has a thing though. So yeah that coffee is already ground so it's pre-ground so there's more chance of pre-ground coffee having mold in it i hate to say it because because you you're grinding the coffee so it's going through another process the surface area is getting increased so that's why like no doubt about it if you can buy whole beans as well yeah it just and i usually
0: do Like all my espresso is like I put it in the freezer, I grind it. Mm. Like we have a very specific process for like Mm. the coffee routine we follow. And then for some reason I saw this at like the store and I was like, oh, I've been wanting to try lion's mane. And like, it didn't even occur to me that it was ground, you know, like it didn't even occur to me. I was like, oh, I'm going to blow through this, like whatever it's organic, it's $20. (laughs) It must be like high-end shit. And now I'm just like thinking about it and I'm like, I fooled myself. Like I you didn't even, I didn't even follow. Yeah. I didn't even follow like my own advice or what I follow. So I will say though, like the ground coffee, cause I had, when we got back to the US, I um, S I didn't have, I basically just didn't have like a local roaster mm. in mind for San Diego. Um, and so I started like, now I'm like thinking, I'm like, maybe it's like the coffee that's ground. That's kind of like messing with me. Maybe it's not even the milk. Maybe it's just like this ground coffee that I'm drinking where it's just like you think it's organic, that doesn't mean anything.
1: Yeah. It could be. It could be, but then again, it's the only way to find out is just to play around and test. And but I'm Mm. also I fall into that trap all the time. It's like when you see organic, you just your brain just automatically goes, Oh, this is this 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 is good for you. Like, oh, let me buy this. It clearly, clearly something it's clearly something they're doing is, is a good thing. Otherwise they wouldn't label it organic, but I know it's so sketchy. Like the, 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 the line between organic, non-organic, even like grass fed grass finished. It's like, what, the, like, how do you I can even tell know? you?
0: So I can tell you what like the label organic is. So that's basically less um, and hopefully not using like pesticides that are harmful, like, uh, or glyfo- glyphosate or glyphos glyphosate. Why can't I say the word? Like I have it in my head how it's written. <laughs> um, but anyways, that is like used by like Bayer Monsanto, and that is sprayed all over the U.S. on food, all over the world on food. Right? That's not organic. And then what happens is like that toxic chemical runs off. There's runoff into like the water. And so that's why, like, I don't drink tap water. I don't think anyone should, you know, drink tap water. It's not because, you know, like naturally this water is like probably fine to drink. It's more that like, I'm worried about the things that are from runoff from like the pesticides we spray in our food that actually go into the water. Yeah. Right. So that's like where like that comes from. It's not like, I'm like, oh, I'm too good for tap water. It's like, no, like, I just don't want to drink. (laughs) <laughs> toxic chemicals that are linked to cancer and mm-hmm. they're known carcinogens that have been used by the big food and agriculture industry right yeah. so it's it's really hard so on the other hand you're like oh this is organic coffee bean so that means they're not spraying it you know with like extra like glyphosate oh my gosh i need to like look up this word how to say it because it's literally going to drive me like Gly- nuts. Glyphos-
1: glyphosate <laughs>
0: Yes. glyphosate. I guess. There you go. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's like a known carcinogen, right? Like they have mm. this back and forth where like people are advocating for, um, like Bayer Monsanto to stop using it mm. and spraying their crops. Cause it's a known carcinogen. So it's just, I also, I think that like, where are these beans coming from? Are these beans probably coming from, uh, like Nicaragua or, you know, some random country in South America, how do I know they're not spraying my food like are you mm. there or is mm. the four stigmatic person there watching <laughs> the food or like the coffee beans not be sprayed like and it's a mass produced product so like mm. honestly, like when something's labeled organic, I'm like maybe that's how it was treated since it arrived in the u s because I'm yeah. calling b s <laughs> on but that
1: that that's yeah. that's a good point because honestly I, I swear like if if everyone just bought local like a lot of problems yeah. would be solved because <sighs> like you said, when you're in Amsterdam, I go to my local coffee shop here, which is, I think it's lot 61. I go to, yeah. it's on Kingerstraat. And I go there, I can see the roasting machines with my own two eyes. Okay. Coffee beans can only be grown like in select areas of the world. I understand that. So yeah. the tropics and things like that, but that's cool. But where it gets roasted matters. So although Lot 61 doesn't advertise mold-free, I definitely don't get the jitters the from it. Whereas if I go to like my friends in The Hague and I have coffee at them, I don't change anything. All I have is different coffee and I feel pretty shitty afterwards, which tells you that obviously the mass-produced coffee, there's something going on there. But yeah, the point is, is, is that if you buy local, I actually was thinking this now before we before we hopped on this call. Um, I messaged you and I said I was busy eating. I had a steak and so a bit of avo and the steak that I bought from Albert Heijn was from South America. And I was thinking to myself, "Oh yeah." I actually think like I just thought to myself afterwards. I was like, "Why would Albert Heijn be promoting?" Why would Albert Heijn not want to sell like local Dutch ribeyes? Like, I don't understand. Is there a reason behind that? I would love to know, actually. It's, it's well, so would, interesting.
0: Well, you have to remember too, like uh, the Netherlands is the number one uh, meat supplier for Europe, right? Like they have the most, they're number one. So that's why it's so interesting to me too, because I would be there and I'd look at a steak and I was like, why is it coming from Uruguay? And then we have Trader Joe's here in the US where they sell a steak that's from Uruguay, from Australia. And I'm like, I don't want to eat something that was shipped all the way across Mm. the world, right? Like, Mm. how does that make any sense? Like you're using more emissions to get the steak over here. Like, it's so important the way like you vote for your mouth. And I recently talked about this on a post with like my steaks I was eating because you can really taste the difference. One, when you eat a steak that's coming from really far away um, versus one that's like raised right here in Idaho, for example. Right. Um, like, I'm not saying between like the grass fed grain fed, I'm just saying like how far they come, but it's so weird to me too, because there's plenty of cattle here as well. Like you are saying like in Amsterdam, there's not a shortage of cattle. You're the number one producer. So I actually want to talk to someone and ask like, why, why the heck it's like that? Mm. Cause like, to me, I'm just like, I'm not getting the connection of why they do that. Like this, help me out. Like, that doesn't make sense.
2: No,
1: it doesn't make sense. Well, I mean, speaking of, I mean, people probably gathered, but I'm, I'm back in Amsterdam now.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, <laughs> just tell me. So Josh, Josh went back to Amsterdam after spending time in South Africa, but he went back during Storm Eunice. Um Eunice so funny how they name them like after yeah, it's people like a, it's like an um, old like
1: an old I can picture this person being like an old lady like just sitting eat drinking tea yeah. cafe <laughs> storm Eunice
0: oh yeah so tell me like how did your how did your flight go how was you know that Schiphol airport little whatever but however you say it there's not a lot of options there for food as yeah. I've encountered so tell me
1: it was actually um it was actually rather pleasant. I flew oh. I, f- I flew at midnight in South Africa. So I took off at midnight. If I could fly at midnight or like late in the evening every time, I I wouldn't mind flying because like as soon as I got in the plane, I was so tired that I couldn't even think of like the airplane food. i all I wanted to do was just sleep. So I just I just slept and Wow. i probably slept for like seven hours it's, a, it's an 11-hour flight so i slept for what? like seven hours woke up um i took like a little packet of botong with me as a snack and that was like my breakfast and i had black coffee for like three hours in and that was it and i was it was actually really really pleasant and i must say when i wow when i touched down like Skippel and Amsterdam—it's like a completely different place from when I left. Because when I left, obviously, yeah. obviously it was like mid-lockdown. You know how it was. It was—it was terrible. Yeah. Everyone's out, even though the weather's really shitty. It's—it feels like a completely different place. Like it's just amazing to see everyone moving about. And like on the twenty-fifth of this month, so Feb, they're planning on like scrapping. the restrictions which is going to be good i mean it's not going to change the weather but at least it's going to make it a little bit more bearable you know what i'm saying but but you're right like like skippel itself there's not there's not many options for like decent food you you know what i miss the most is like when i was in south africa with my mom and with my friends and stuff it's similar to america in the way like you can go to I don't know you can you can go to most restaurants and order like a big omelette with like a shitload of bacon cheddar avo all of these things when as soon as you come to europe there's so few places where you can get like american food or like south african food you you can't just go to a place and say can i have an omelette because they're going to give you like two little poached eggs some like drizzle balsamic drizzle and a piece of toast you know that that's your breakfast it's like no way (laughs) I don't want that
0: (laughs) no no that's so remember when so we used to go to this restaurant called box social in the plantage um and we would go there so often but like I remember ordering sides when I was with you one time and they were like thick cut bacon and like I literally and this is like not a dig this is just like Europe and so like in Idaho and America even in California when you order like thick cut bacon it's thick Right. And so like, <laughs> I literally am like, I was trying to find where I could actually get thick cut bacon with my breakfast. And I never actually found it. Cause it would always come back super thin. And I'm like, this isn't really like yeah. <laughs> what you're advertising. <laughs> so even if they do have it on the menu, um, like, you know, I'm, well, you, all, you know how I am. I just order sides. Like mm. I, I honestly, like I just order sides. Like sometimes I don't even get eggs when we go out to breakfast <laughs> because I'm like, yeah, I got eggs at home like it's fine. And I don't, I also don't know like the quality of eggs. So like, I'll find myself getting like ham, like bacon sausage. And like, I'll just like eat those, you know, for breakfast, like, I yeah. don't care, but like, I don't know. Like there's something about Europe that's so different and like, they're much more like vegan and like vegetarian focused. Like a lot of the people I meet, met there were vegan or vegetarian. Yeah. Um, but like also again, like I'm not I don't think people should do that if it's going to like come at the cost of their health. Like if your mm. health is the expense for doing that. Um, but yeah, that's so interesting. Like, so what, what's like the one thing that you miss? Is it just like getting like a, like a meat, a meat omelet, or is it just like being able to just order whatever in large portions and being like, heck yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I definitely think a bit of both. Like be super blessed back home, you know, just to mm-hmm. be able to go to most restaurants and order a big steak and you don't have to pay insane like amounts to to enjoy a decent like meal you know what i'm saying like i just shelled out 40 euros for my food and that's probably going to last me two days maybe not even like a day and a half so 40 euros day and a half worth of food um but usually what i do so if you are netherlands or in europe what i usually do so I'm still getting back into the groove. I've only been here a couple of days now.
2: Yeah,
1: is you go online and you order a big frozen ribeye. It's pretty cost effective, and then you cut it yourself so into like little steaks for the week. Put them in the freezer, and then if you've got an air fryer, you can literally just take you can literally just take the frozen uh, ribeye, chuck in your air fryer, and it comes out like near perfect like every time so that's a really cost effective way if you are living in a place like europe to actually like get decent cuts of meat because it's not so much the it's just annoying like because i have to buy like five packets of the albert hein or the yumbo steak like things and that lasts me like three, two days, especially <laughs> with the way I eat. So <laughs> it's a bit annoying, actually. Oh, yeah, it's, just, yeah. it's just frustrating, wish... you know? It's like...
0: Oh, yeah. And then if you go to like a butcher, it's like a lot more expensive, which is kind mm. of like frustrating, but I get it. But also like when you're getting those steaks from the local grocery store in the Netherlands, like all of those steaks either come from South America or Ireland. I actually mm. thought the steaks I was eating from Yumbo, because we would just get like the single packets and like the gold Packaging, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so like you want to get those because those actually come from like Europe. But like mm. we found out that they actually came from Ireland, like towards the end. But like, yeah, I, I agree with you. Like, that's why like I feel like sometimes I can't just eat beef, especially here, because mm. it's not cost effective, especially here. I told you it's like $26 a steak um, for like anything USDA prime. And then if you get USDA choice, yeah, it's like closer to like you know, $16, but that used to be the price I would pay for a top mm. steak from my busher. So it's, mm. it's totally just like, it's inflation. It's like, I don't know, these meat prices are insane, Josh. So like, for me, I'm just like, okay, like I just bought a house. Like, I probably like want to like, you know, budget. So for me, it's like more one steak a day or like half a steak in the morning with Taylor and then having like steak for dinner or mm. supplementing with chicken Or something that's cheaper like chicken and sausage and stuff because those things are always cheaper but then I'm like what is the quality that I'm getting yeah (laughs) so there's like I don't know there's just there's a give and take to everything you do so you pay the extra price and then you know where it comes from and and like you know like what additives are in it or not like and then if you or if it's treated with antibiotics or you like cheap out and you pay less and then Mm. you're kind of like Getting that so it's like a give and take but i will say to people people always think that carnivore is so expensive however i've like done the math with like eating out and stuff and it's actually more cost effective to have two steaks a day than it is to eat out once a day
1: mm. what's so- what's your like if you have to roughly guess how much would you say you spend like in a given week or i don't know if you've done the math like how much would you say you spend on just steak. I not, not other stuff like coffee or, but I I don't know. Is that like too random question?
0: (laughs) No, 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 no. That's not, uh, remember it's, it's two people. So I would say it's probably a hundred per week, which is not bad at all. Mm -hmm. So like if I, it's probably a hundred dollars a week. Um, if I wanted to eat steak once a day, um, Mm -hmm. maybe twice a day. Um, and that also depends on the quality. Like I yeah. did find organic, locally American raised steaks at this one, like, um, kind of like, kinda, it's kind of like a whole foods, but it's not. And it was like 13 bucks. And so I just like bought like a bunch of them. Cause I was like, <laughs> and then we tried them and I was like, these aren't that good. Yeah. <laughs> so they were organic, like grass fed, like locally raised. Mm. But then like, I was like, oh, they're $13. Awesome. And then I actually did that. So anyways, I think it's about a hundred dollars per person if you want to eat and that's like for all of your dinner for seven days, like that's not bad. Right? Yeah. Like yeah. if that's, that's 70, like, and that's probably eating like a little bit more steak, but that's like, if it's like, I don't know, it's probably like $15 a meal, um, like per steak, depending on which, and I'm not talking about like the fancy cuts I'll get. Mm. Um, Cause like, I'll probably eat those like way less now. <laughs> because they're so expensive like $26 a steak I'm like oh my good gosh uh yeah but I think it's totally doable and like once you stop eating out you realize like wow I was getting reamed for like just the price of eating out
1: and I've actually I've gotten to the point now where I'm so content with just eating my steaks at home it's almost like no matter where I go now it, it's very rarely like I go to a place out and I'm like wow this this steak is unbelievable like because oh God, the, yeah. the stuff you the stuff you eat at home is so good yeah. there's so much of it so you've just got enough to fool yourself with and you cooking in things that you know are like animal-based or at least at very least oh you know, olive oil or coconut oil you, don't, you never know what they're cooking with and no, I know And you just have the opportunity just to just enjoy it in your own home. So there's so many benefits, like totally, it it may seem boring, but it's just, I don't know. It's just a sign of like, I guess maturity, you know, just, just accepting, (laughs) accepting. I have a story for you
0: about what (laughs) you're literally talking about. Um, last time I was in Los Angeles, we went to like a conference there, um, and, We went to like this Michelin acclaimed restaurant, right? Like I was like, oh, if we're going to do something, like I want to do something like in downtown that, you know, is good. So um, there was a like huge New York strip on the menu. And I was so excited. And I was with Taylor, one of his friends. And so me and Jordan, we both got the New York strip. And we were like, oh yeah, like this is going to be sweet. Like best thing on the menu for sure. We take a bite of this steak that looked great and we both like look at each other and he's like i can't i can't place my finger on what what this taste is but i hate it and i was like (laughs) oh my god dude like i don't know what this is either and then we keep taking a bite and it's just like it's kind of like building and we're like what what the hell is this like what is this cooked in like I was like, Oh my God, this is like a vegetable oil for sure. Like, this is like some type of like oil, like this is not butter. Like this is not, it's just, it's so when you cook something, that's not an animal fat, Mm. like it's just such a, yeah, yeah, it's just you, it's just not natural. Like it doesn't taste right.
2: No. And so we
0: call over the guy and this is a Michelin acclaimed place. (laughs) And so we call over the server and I'm like, Hey, like, you know, like this is like, you know, a nice steak, but. What is it cooked in? He doesn't know. I'm like, hey, can you please go find out? Like, I just want to make sure, like, I'm not like allergic to it, you know, just so like they check. And I know you've used that strategy I would have before just, too. I would have just
1: said, I'm, I'm straight up allergic to this shit. Oh, listen, so listen. So, listen.
0: so he, he checks and he comes back and he says, it's olive oil. And I was like, you're telling me you're a Michelin acclaimed restaurant mm. and you're cooking a steak in olive oil. Oh my God. And I was just like, this yeah. is insane. And it's a $60 steak, Josh. I'm, worried. I'm worried. $60. I like lost my shit. And I'm also the person where like, I don't like, I didn't want to waste the steak because at the end of the day, like this still came from something that I'm thankful it came from. Mm. Like it came from an animal mm. that gave its life for us. Like, I don't want to waste that, mm. which is like, me in my head but like if it was anything else like if it was something like pop tarts or something I'd be like I'm sending those back
2: oh yeah you know what I mean because I like
0: you know but I was just like well crap like and so Jordan also didn't want to send it back because like I didn't want to waste the food and it was just like dude like and that was kind of like for me I'm like dude I hate eating out like I Mm. and like I forgot to check because I just thought it was a great restaurant so I'm like they know what they're doing no one would ever do like cook it in olive oil. <laughs> like
1: yeah. what? I've um I've got two strategies now for when I'm eating out or going yeah. for coffee. So one, if you're ordering a flat white, make sure you say, is it a double shot flat white for those people that like strong coffee? Because sometimes they don't. So flat whites is supposed to have two shots of coffee in, like that's standard. So any place that doesn't do that doesn't know their coffee. And two, the yeah. next thing I do is that when you're eating steak or eating out, just say like, hey, I'm allergic to vegetable oil. Can you cook this in butter? And like nine times out of 10, they'll be like, sure. Yeah. Oh, that, that's that's cool. Like, that's, that's all right. Don't worry about it. Or
0: just ask too. Like you mm. can ask and find out and then be like, you know what? I'm going to get the butter roasted chicken.
1: Mm. <laughs> like, you know but, what I
0: mean? Like you can kind of look at the menu.
1: Yeah. And here's the thing is that, that the problem with olive oil is that most restaurants get sold like yep. pure organic, um, like uh, cold pressed olive oil is actually pretty okay. It's pretty okay to cook in in terms of like it being non-toxic and it's an okay oil to cook in, but restaurants get sold like huge tubs of olive oil that are actually most of the time, it's like a 50%, it's a 50 50 mixture between olive oil and vegetable oil. So even though yeah. it's marketed as olive oil, it's probably got, a shitload of vegetable oil in it because, like, solid, good Italian cold pressed olive oil should taste like good. It it shouldn't taste terrible. But I do get what you're saying. It, the thing is, most yeah. restaurants definitely don't have like cold pressed olive oil because it's just too damn expensive. They get sold
0: and like organic. In- Yeah. Right. Like they can't afford that. And there's like, you're saying like, so for every oil, like, like you're saying, olive oil and stuff like that, avocado oil, et cetera, there's a certain percentage that is allowed of vegetable oils to be in those, like not contamination, cross contamination, Mm -hmm. I guess there's a certain percentage allowed, um, like if they actually, you know, test it, (laughs) um, (laughs) that will be like, oh, this is still considered olive oil. So when people, like, I've had these conversations where, like, you know, I was talking about how vegetable oils are bad, right? And I had one guy, this one comment, I think I sent it to you, and he goes, I feel like you're really, like, biased on butter. So, like, should you be saying this? Like, why are vegetable oils bad? Vegetables are good for you. And I was like, first of all, if I was butter biased, like, are you saying that, like, I'm paid millions of dollars to promote. Butter, like, do I have the ins with butter? Like, the butter industry is a butter industry like paying me? I was like, dude, I wish. Yeah. But, like, you know, like, I wish I had free butter from ever from Kerry Gold. <sighs> Hit me up. Um, <laughs> but, like, the, it was just such a funny comment because I'm like, dude, you're, you're calling me bias. When literally the people that are marketing the vegetable oils as healthy are the ones that are part of this big food machine, this big food industry where they want mm. these vegetable oils and everything. Cause that's how they make money. Mm. So I'm just like, it's so ironic. This guy is like, you know, just like so upset that like, he thinks I'm butter biased mm. when really it's like, he's been marketed by these companies that push these vegetable oils and everything. I would have um, just said, yes, yeah.
1: I would have just said, shut up. I would have said some, yes, I am like, because It's a known fact that, well, maybe you know. Okay, people don't know
2: that though. We yeah.
1: I mean, we probably gonna be probably gonna do a whole episode on vegetable oils. Yeah. But the thing is, is that yes, like eating or cooking in butter is gonna be far better for you because it doesn't have a very high smoke point. So, and also the type of oil it is, it, it it lends itself to being heated where it doesn't completely change the protein of the oil. Yeah. so 100 i hope you just replied some yes <laughs> um, oh i don't advice. i don't really
0: respond i don't really respond to people anymore okay. like if someone like if there's just there's this one photo that i have that went viral and there's like 5,000 likes on it and it Damn. was like just no like once you hear which photo it is <laughs> be like wait what it literally is me talking about the portions and me putting butter on my eggs, right? Like I've literally had so many people comment on it, Josh, that I'm just like, that I don't sounded even care. Very,
1: that sounded a bit sexier than I thought. I'm putting butter on my eggs. Is that is that like, is that like, is that sounds that's like not something? Code. Was, oh, that's not like <laughs>
0: no, this is not code. <laughs> I was just was wondering. Me, like, it's not me like in the thing being like, oh, butter <laughs> on my eggs. Yeah, no, no. It's just literally a picture of like in my Amsterdam apartment, <laughs> With like taylor's plate and my plate and there's like sausage and bacon and there's like a little thin thing of butter on my eggs you should see how many comments i get where it's like you're not supposed to put butter on your eggs you cook them in eggs you should really learn to cook and it's like Jesus, do people not have like i know but it's like dude i have you even looked at my page like yeah. I'm pretty much like a top chef at this point
2: yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I think
0: I know what I'm doing like thank you I just like a little extra butter on my eggs sometimes which mm. is fine but it's just so funny so I stopped like responding to these comments because I feel like it was just taking like a little piece of like my brain that I just like didn't even want to like deal with and so I'm just like okay like because this this obviously this photo went viral and it has like a mind of its own so I'm just like yeah getting all the weirdest comments and it's it's just like and re, people repost it on their keto and carnivore accounts like every day and I'm like what is happening here this wasn't even like a big thing this was just talking about portions of what I eat and like for breakfast like I don't know so yeah. it's it's so it's so it's so
1: random like what's just knowing like there's certain posts, I'll be sitting there and I'll be like, I know for a fact, this is going to be a good Instagram post. And it just gets like no traction. And then the <laughs> yeah. most random fucking video or photo you post, it just gets everyone commenting on it. So it's it's definitely a, an odd game, but, but I agree with you is that that's a good strategy and I've used it a lot before. So if, if somebody posts something and I get triggered by it, I'm talking about my, myself, like yeah. everyone gets triggered, like, somebody asked me something or I don't know their post, but it's normally a good rule of thumb just to like wait a day before you can respond. Like if it really triggers you, just wait a day, sleep on it. And if you feel the need to respond, respond. But like you said, it's almost, it's almost so satisfying sometimes to just like, like the comments or whatever and just, and just leave it. Like don't even waste your mental energy because that person spent their entire day thinking of something to say to you when, when it just doesn't deserve your, your like level of attention. Totally.
0: And like, they don't need, like, I don't need them in my head for free. Do you know what I mean? Like Mm. it's so crazy to me. And I think that at the end of the day, like, you know, I, I do this with work a lot. Um, I work with like a lot of different partners and like people who want things from me. Right. And like, I work with a lot cross functionally with a lot of different people And so, like, if there is some type of thing where someone says something a certain way to me, I'm at the point now, which ends up making me more successful and better at work, where I literally, like, nothing globs on. It literally, like, rolls off. Like, if I'm talking to a business partner and they're just, like, who knows? Just, like, not... Having a good day or whatever, right? Yeah. I just kind of like let it roll off of me because at the end of the day, like, I don't want to care about this. Like, I actually care less. And then my performance is so much better. And like, I'm based on like metrics and stuff too. So, like, I can actually have like tangible results of like what mm. happens. Like, I think I told you, like, when I was leaving, like, I stopped like my initial job in the US. I was leaving my initial job in the US. I knew I was leaving so that actually went into practice and i cared a lot less i was less responsive i kind of like sat on things longer cuz i'm like there's nothing urgent where someone's dying and they need my response right i'm not a doctor right <laughs> um and so i was laughing because i ended up having the best quarter of my life performance wise mm. right before i left because i didn't care anymore like the caring and like like the stress of being like oh my god like if i don't do this whatever like once that fades away you can like You can operate at such a higher level. Yeah. (laughs) Like it's insane. So I always give people that advice, um, like especially for what I do. And if you're metrics driven, like, yes, you obviously care. You speak with, you know, people and you show respect and everything. But what I'm saying is just fundamentally, you shouldn't care because it's not going to serve you. (laughs) Yeah. And when you stop caring, that's when like you live probably your best life. Yeah, I think.
1: Well, maybe I mean, I I think you do care, but it's not holding on to the yes, the like the the comments itself or the person that they've sub and and hundred percent like, I'm in, I'm a very uh, empathetic person. I'm very sensitive, so mm-hmm. I read into things like way too much. So Same. it's it's always <laughs> good to just take a step back, think about it like objectively. Think about it from the other person's perspective. Um, Dr. Gabor Mata, he has this like he has this thing about basically, you know, gently dusting off the mind. So if something's if something's like nagging at you or like niggling at you, you don't take like a you don't take a big like excavator and go in and and figure figure it out like balls to the wall, just jumping into your mind you slowly but surely like dust away at the thing that is sort of like niggling at you. And eventually you, you sort of see how your mind is like made up. And that's cool because not responding is one of those like ways of doing that because it gives you time to process things without jumping in and assuming yeah. something like, for instance, like I've had in the past where like friends, like a friend won't message me or won't respond to me yeah and I think this is like a deep deeply embedded
0: by the way everyone experiences that I experience Mm -hmm. that too because everyone lives on their phone right so you're like why are you like reading my texts and not messaging me back but yeah go on
1: yeah I I just think it's also just a deep fear or a deep-seated fear of like rejection on Mm -hmm. on my behalf I know everyone's sort of got that fear but I think I've got that fear maybe a little bit more than usual and it, in the past, it used to like really bother me. Like when that happened, I would actually spend the whole day like ruminating. Like, why is this person not making me? What have, I, what have I done? You know, it's not, it's not thinking about all the other possibilities that could have taken place. Like, is this person okay? Are they having a shitty day? You know, is their phone yeah. lost? There's all these other possibilities. And the one that I'm focusing on is what have I done to this person? So, so not you know, get a
0: response. Yes,
1: exactly. So, so yeah, there I've done is, it. That's my default response. So knowing that it helps me because when somebody does trigger me or if something like that does happen, I just say to myself, okay, this is just past conditioning coming up. You, you, you just feeling, you just feeling the past trauma coming up, take it easy. Just, you know, let it go. And that, that normally helps. I'm not saying it helps always, but it definitely no, yeah. helps most of the time. I think
0: it's like the let it go, like let it roll off you type attitude that helps people mm. because you really don't, like there's so many things going on in your life. And if you're distracted by people not responding to texts or how a business partner said something to you, right? Like it's kind of like, okay, well, that's cool. So I was just going to say like, I would just let things roll off of you more if you can let things roll off of you. And if you can, you know, just be like, I accept that, you know, X, Y, Z could be happening to this person. Go have a workout, go distract yourself, you know, like don't obsess, don't text other people about it. Like I find myself, like, especially in friend, like in girl groups, like when something happens or like someone doesn't respond or someone's rude to someone, right. Like they want to like take a screenshot and talk to someone else about it, you know, and be like, hey, like, did I say something messed up? Like, what's going on here for like the validation? And I hate when I do that. And yeah, I just, it's just a practice every day. Like, yeah. doesn't matter. Um, I need to like, get back. Like, that's where like meditation, you probably were going to say this, but like meditation comes in, I think <laughs> with that.
2: I,
1: I was actually going to say, I mean, that's true. I was actually going to say, like you You mentioned going to the gym or whatever. I think, I think without a doubt, that's the best thing is like, if, you, if, you're, if I'm yeah. feeling something arising in me like i need to i don't know feeling anxious or this person hasn't responded in a way that i hoped or just like go out go outside get some exercise do something physical you know um tony robbins has that saying fear fear is physical like fear comes from your physical body it it doesn't arise from like thoughts or things it may feel like that but oftentimes Mm. it's just a physical thing that you need to use your body in a way that affirms to your subconscious that you are strong like if you can if you can go outside and walk and if you can go lift a weight and you can run whatever that's every time you do that you're reinforcing in your subconscious that you are strong you able you fit you healthy and therefore like what else is there to worry about like the maybe this person like maybe you did do something to this person unintentionally, and it is like doing something. But in the grand scheme of things, does it, does it really matter? You know, does it really warrant you sitting there and like thinking about it and like ruminating on it and worrying about them? It's probably not gonna.
0: Oh help. yeah. Or like, do you think like if you really think that like one thing or like one thing of saying something weird is really gonna ruin your friendship, hmm. then maybe it's like not that good of friendship. Do you know what I mean? Like it's like maybe 100%. that doesn't serve you anymore if you're always like worried about what you're saying and like you can't have an argument um but the thing about like dealing with stress is um you know or just having a shitty day at work whatever it is or having an argument with a friend or a family member or whatever like get outside and do a walk that's like my like i guess my i don't know i feel like that's like kind of like what you're talking about like what I want to do for everything bad is like go outside and have a walk because it immediately takes you out of the house. It takes you out of a situation into a different environment. And you're like looking around and you're like, wow, like I'm so thankful. Like even walking around in Amsterdam with like raining on me, it just takes you out of like your head mm-hmm. and you're just like, you're walking, you know, like you're conscious of cars, you're conscious of bikes, you know, like you're like looking around, you're like seeing people and it's distracting you. And it's like an immediate mood booster. So like for me, like if I could walk, every day. Like that's kind of the goal for me is I like to walk every day. Like that makes me feel so good. And I recommend everyone does it. Like mm. walks are free, you know, like going on a walk is free. It's like, if you have two legs at work yeah. and you can go on a walk, go because it is free. It's going to improve your mood and you're never going to regret going on a walk. If you regret going on a walk, like there's probably something deeper going on if you're like walking around yeah. you're like pissed off at everything like oh fuck that cloud yeah you know like then maybe something deeper is going on mm. that needs to be explored <laughs> i guess but it's just it's just an immediate mood booster but yeah it's like a medicine it's like a daily you should, dose
1: you should try um i've tried it once or twice you should try a walking meditation it's quite interesting
0: are you allowed but- to do that like i didn't even know you were allowed like what
1: yeah so So, I mean, it's often misunderstood, but mindfulness itself and meditation can, there's many forms of it. Like, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and one of the things I'm passionate about is like, is telling people or helping people recognize that there shouldn't be a boundary between formal practice. So, sitting down and for 10 minutes and your everyday life. So, you should take your meditation into your everyday life. So, let's just say you, making your pour over coffee or your Nespresso in the morning, like you should have the same level of awareness, like pouring the coffee, you know, grinding the coffee, thinking about as you do when you meditate. So like a walking meditation is basically just a guided walk where you're walking and, and someone like I use Sam Harris's app, but he would speak to you and you'd be like, okay, feel your feet, feel your feet walking on the ground, notice the people, notice your reactions to the people as as they look at you, because, you know, when everyone walks, like, sometimes I walk, like, somebody will, like, look at you, and you'll be like, be like, what the, what the fuck, like, what's this, like, what's this guy <laughs> looking at me for, and you you get a bit self-conscious, but that is, like, a recognition of your own mind and what it's saying about you, you know that just he just looks at me, he's probably just wondering where I'm going or making sure that I don't walk into him, but he's done nothing to me, you know so anyway it, it's it's quite interesting uh it might not be for everyone yeah. but I, I found them pretty pretty helpful, especially in a busy place like amsterdam
0: Oh my gosh i I will tell you like I actually got really sad yesterday um like so here's the thing, Josh. I, like, in terms of, like, processing trauma, and I'm not saying, like, or just, like, processing things that happened to you, like, I forget that I didn't really have time to, like, process leaving Amsterdam, process that journey not working out, Mm. and, like, you know, coming back here. And although like so many exciting things have happened to me and I know it was the right move and everything, like I'm still deeply sad and I shouldn't say deeply sad, but I'm still just like, it bugs me. Like, you know, like I'm definitely sad about it. And I feel like we've been doing so much stuff and like just nonstop in San Diego, trying to live my best life and like go in that routine and have time off and then going to Idaho and like buying a house so soon. And, you know, it's just like, go, go, go. And now I'm working again and stuff. So I feel like yesterday I just like came to a point where I was like I am actually really sad and the reason I'm sad now is because I haven't really had time to properly process like my dreams being crushed (laughs) and like and leaving and it's really sad and you know now that it's all open too like there's part of me that's like should we have stayed and like I know we shouldn't have but regardless it's just you kind of just like think those things and I feel like it's weird like you know a month and a half later. I'm now processing. It. <laughs> mm, yeah. Um, so
1: I, yeah, I 100% feel you, and I'm with you on that. It's it's so strange for me to come back as well because like a big part of me just wants to go straight back to South Africa and yeah. back where it's comfortable. You know, it's it's comfortable back home. It's like it it's it's just so easy there if, to i my meets, go to my CrossFit gym that I love so much, all the people that I love yeah. there. But at the end of the day, it's like it, it's like, where's the most growth, you know, gonna be? Is it is it gonna be in South Africa? This is for me now. I mean, is it gonna be in South Africa or is it gonna be in Amsterdam? At, at the moment, it's in Amsterdam, and whether I yeah. stay here or not long term, it does it doesn't matter. But I 100 percent agree with you. It's like once once I got all my things like sorted out here, so I got my, you know, BSN numbers, all of these things work. Yeah. Then you 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 get to a stage where you start getting into the grind of the everyday and then you start processing and you're like,
2: mm-hmm.
1: wow, like a lot has happened. Like what's, you, you know what I'm saying? I, I 100% feel you, you just get to a point where you, but that's a that's a really good thing, I think, because, most people, their form of processing is just going out every Friday or whatever and getting absolutely wanked and mm-hmm. whereas you actually acknowledging to yourself you're like, "Wow, you know, I am sad, but I know that I've gone through a lot, and it's led me to a better place. I've got a house now back in the states um so I agree with you it's processing is is a very difficult thing but i think like mindfulness and and being mindful it gives you the opportunity to do that because it's if you don't do that then it just sort of like lingers there without without you even knowing it you know what i'm saying and you, and you just don't know what's actually really bothering you so yeah that's yeah. very powerful
0: i would say like i mean Sometimes too, like if you don't process something and you don't take time to like talk it out, like I think a lot of times therapy gets a bad rep because they're like, what is a therapist gonna do that like I can't figure out on my own? But like sometimes it's just the simple action of talking about it. Like I brought it up to Taylor because I'm like, okay, I need to like talk this out to see if like that's really you know what's going on. So if like you do have something that you're dealing with and like like you don't maybe necessarily know that you're sad about it. Like here's the thing, like There's also like a persona that I have, which is, it's genuine, it's myself, but like, I'm very positive about things. Like even when things are really, really bad and like, I'm stressed out of my mind, like when I was about to leave and just lockdowns and everything going on, like that was a very bad time for me mentally, but I was still like, so positive about like what was happening. And like, this was like the right thing and everything that I think sometimes maybe that shows that like oh, she's not actually struggling or going through a hard time because she's like stoked to get back to the States, you know, like she thinks this is the right move and everything. So like, this is like a positive thing, but I don't know. I would just say like, if you have a, something that like, you know, you maybe don't know is bugging you, like talk to like your significant other, talk to a friend about it, you know, like Mm -hmm. go to therapy and talk about it because until you talk about it, you probably won't understand what's actually bugging you and you won't actually get down to the root of it. And a lot of times people act out, whether it's getting hammered all the time, because like, you don't want to deal with the trauma. Mm. We all know people like that, that are drunk 24 seven, they have to get obliterated on the weekends. And that's kind of just how maybe they know to cope with things now. Right. Or like, maybe like your way is like, it comes out and you're acting, um, like rude to your partner or something, or being standoffish. Like for me, like I haven't slept the last three nights that well, like at all. And I usually just sleep like a baby. And so I'm just, I'm trying to like figure out what's going on, what needs to be discussed Mm. so that I can go back to sleep. Like for me, the sleep is so paired to anything I'm dealing with. So like, I need to talk it out and like understand and get it out. So then I can go to sleep at night and like have good sleep. So I don't know if that's also the case for you, but I feel like the sleep and Dealing with things is like huge as well, and just talking it out.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I mean, you mentioned therapy. I never, ever thought I would ever in my life go to therapy because I was always this, like, exactly like you said, I I had this persona that I'd built up over the years, especially on Instagram as this biohacker, as this self improvement dude who puts quotes up on Instagram all the time, knows what he's talking about. And then in 2019, when I went through a really, really like terrible time in my life, um, both health-wise, emotional wise, spiritual wise, I was just so lost. And I lost somebody close to me. Um, and I had family issues. And I went to a therapist, and what was interesting was speaking to her, um, she worked a lot with the body, so it was very somatic. Um, so we did a lot of like putting your hand in your heart things like that but the minutes I started speaking about the thing that was actually bothering me I just started crying it's like as soon uh, as I mentioned yeah the thing that was bothering me my body that's what I was saying to you earlier is that fear is physical it's yeah. it, I had a body a bodily reaction it's not like your brain decides to just process it more no you you start to cry that's that's a that's a form of like release and that's completely okay it's like I feel like especially especially for males growing up today today there's a there's a misconception that men you know mention cry and whatnot you know bullshit it's like males often have a very hard time because of that because they think that they have to put up this facade and they have to be the one that you know is strong for the, the other or so be it but you know, one of the best things you can do if you're stressed or you're worried or you're processing things is to just get back into your into your body, you know, whether that is going to gym, whether it's just putting your hand in your heart and like literally feeling your heartbeats. It's like feeling your heartbeat is like a reminder that you are just like you're just this human, you're just this like piece of flesh with a with a heart mm-hmm. that that was given to you at birth. Like this, this heart. Is a gift. It's literally a gift. It beats nonstop, it beats a hundred thousand times a day. It beats even when you sleep. So if you wake up and you're stressed, put your hand in your heart, feel it, think about what you're grateful for. And I can almost guarantee you that like moments of gratitude will just transport you to another place. Because yeah.
0: And then go for a walk and then it'll be like and double. You walk. <laughs> there
1: you <we> go. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Wait, you did
0: say something. Um, I think what you're talking about, like strong, like even women, even just people in general, I think they want to be strong and they don't want to show weakness or vulnerability mm. just because maybe that's not, I don't know, it's not like a normal thing, but I, I do think it's it's still genuine and true. But you can still you can be strong and still have emotions and feel things and cry and You know, like I think it's just such a bummer because imagine if like we were all true to ourselves and we weren't putting up these walls and like not allowing ourselves to be vulnerable. Imagine like how much more maybe like people would get along, especially people with different beliefs, you know, different political views. Um, I don't know. There's something about that, you know, and like I will say even further, like, you know, like there was one thing that I added to like, you know, the February reset that I thought would be helpful is just like compliments are free like every day, like give a compliment to someone, like it doesn't cost you anything. And you're literally just like making someone feel better who you truly, you know, are complimenting for Mm -hmm. something, you Mm -hmm. know, like, I think those little things are just so like, we're all like in our heads, you know, like, especially with like the new generation and everything too. Like, we're all obsessed with like what we're doing, what we're doing on Instagram. Like, what is this person doing comparing myself, you know, instead of like, complimenting that person instead of supporting a friend's business instead of supporting a friend's podcast you know like there's so many things that are free that you can do um to like help each other that they don't cost like you anything so like don't hold back compliment people Mm. like I think it's so nice
1: I've been I've been practicing this uh this thing that I oh gosh no no it's a good thing it's uh (laughs) so Joseph Goldstein is another um prominent mindfulness teacher in the states i think he i think he lives in boston but he has this thing that he calls instantaneous instantaneous gratitude or uh, i might be butchering that but what it is is that when you feel the urge to do something for somebody don't wait do it straight away Mm -hmm. so the other day i was still in south africa i was driving my car and this is not to like toot my own horn here, but I was driving my car and I saw this guy on the side of the road and he looked, he looked so out of it. He looked so bad. He he just had no shoes on. It was like 30 degrees Celsius. It was hot. And I was driving past him and I had this thought in my head. I was like, just remember what Joseph Goldstein said. So I turned around, I went to the nearest garage, and I got like a Coke, a packet of chips even though that's the furthest thing from keto or carnivore friendly, (laughs) but you know what? I didn't give a shit. He doesn't care. No, he doesn't care. (laughs) Got him a Coke, got him a packet of chips, rushed off. This took like 30 minutes of my morning and I was already late, but I just, something in me just did it. And I felt so good because do you know how easy it could have been? Past me would have been, oh no, I will just, I'll get him something if I see him again. Like what are my chances of him, me seeing that guy again? You you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, we, we say these things to ourselves. Like we will just do that later on. We don't need to do it now. We're too busy, you know, bullshit. You're never too busy to do something for somebody else and to actually instantaneously on the spot, be a good person. Like you said, the compliments are free. It's like, you don't wait until you give somebody a compliment. You just do it in the moment because you truly are grateful for them doing something. So I don't know. It's a little challenge. It's a little thing that I've been doing. It's like kind it. of it's kind of scary because you just push yourself further and further every time. <laughs> you like, you're like, oh, I think I should go tell that person that they look really good today. And yeah, you yeah. like start walking towards them and you're like, oh shit, you're doing this, you're doing this hey, you look really good today.
0: Oh my gosh. (laughs) No, but like, those are the things too, where like, you can make someone's day. Like, you don't know what kind of day someone's having. Like, if Mm -hmm. you see someone, you know, like, like I like that. Like, don't hold back. Like, if you want to say something nice, like, say it. Like, any interaction too, that like I have on Instagram, like, usually like, if I compliment someone or they compliment me, like, it's just a good interaction you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's just a good interaction. And you just know that like, there's people out there that like genuinely like are happy for other people. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like they're genuinely like, Hey, like I really enjoy this or whatever. But I don't know. I would just say like, if you want to send someone a message, like, even if you were like, I don't think they're going to see it, like, just do it. Don't even think about it. If it's something nice that you're doing for someone, what Josh, you're saying, do it. Yeah. Like yeah. you're not what's going to happen? They're going to like murder you for saying something nice to them. I don't know. (laughs) seems a little far-fetched, but I will say that like, I need to be careful because I'm also very empathetic. And when my thing is like, when I see someone that's homeless, like I always try to give them money or something and like too, too generous. And then Taylor's like, what are you doing? He's like, they don't need 50 bucks. Like what, what, like, he's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, it just feels better. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, so I'm also one of those people where like, I'm very easily like, um, swayed to do something, especially like for homeless people. Like I literally like cry, Mm -hmm. um, depending on who I see, like I cry when I see grandpas, like what (laughs) is up with that? I don't know, but like, it's just, they're so cute. Um, but yeah, I just had to be kind of careful. Like, (laughs) like for your situation because like I would be stuck and like giving people stuff down the street you know what I mean like I would like maybe not even make it to work that day or something yeah I don't know
1: definitely it's more of like it's like you see certain people and they elicit like a really strong reaction in your in your body again and that's when I know okay something needs to be done but Yeah. I mean, if you live in South Africa, if I had to do that every single morning, firstly, I wouldn't get to work, and I would be broke because I'd just be giving everyone everything that I own. Yeah. So I hundred percent agree with you, and you can't you can't save the world. You you cannot. You can only do the most amount that you can do for the people that you probably care about the most, or the charities Mm -hmm. that you care about the most. It's not about giving to everyone, and we live in an age where social media has made us so connected so we think we need to be worrying about everything you know the war going on in freaking the ukraine russia people dying in somalia people do you know what i'm saying your
2: Mm -hmm. brain
1: cannot process all of the suffering that's going on in the world so rather focus on the few projects and organizations and people that you care about most to the exclusion of everything else. And that's how you're going to make most of the difference, you know, because you you just simply cannot save the world by yourself, you know?
0: I would argue, I'm going to drop someone in here that, you know, Jordan Peterson, what he says is that fix yourself before you try to change the fabric of the world, Hmm. which is so important because like, I'm probably even less, like if you're not happy or if you need to like fix yourself or you need to like work on yourself, focus all your attention on that. You then being angry and being angry about a social issue or angry about a political situation or whatever, like work on yourself first. Maybe at that point, you'll understand that you can't control the world. You can't end all the suffering in the world. Right. And like, you're mentally going to be in a better place. So I would just say like, before you go and try to fix other people and fix other things in the world, like look inward and fix yourself. Mm -hmm. Cause like, those are things also that sometimes people use to distract themselves and make them feel validated that even though they're a shitty person, they're going to go and help with a certain effort of something to make them feel better about themselves. When really you should just like, if we had people that were like more mentally and like just more sound, like, and just had their traumas healed and everything, like think about how much of a better place it would be, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, people would be nicer. Like, people would be like, Oh, I'm so sorry. Like, I had this happen to me. So, like, I'm trying to deal with it right now. And I appreciate you doing that versus like someone like going off on you and being like, F you or like whatever, you know? So, like, people need to heal themselves. And if you're more concerned with other things and you have stuff going on, take a break from that stuff. Mm. Look inward, see what's up. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you'll probably learn a lot. Um, mm. I'm also, I wanted to mention Jordan Peterson. I'm reading his second book. Well, I guess I read like Order and Chaos, the 12 rules for life. And now I'm reading the 12 more rules, like Beyond Order by him. And it took me a while to like actually open it and start reading because it was just such a monumental like moment in my life because I enjoyed <laughs> the first book so much, even yeah. though I had to look up so many words. Yeah. Um, like I have a college degree and I still was like, what does this word mean? I'm oh like, no, Oh my he, God, you're so he's, fancy. He's prolific. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yes, it's a bit yes. too much
1: actually. Sometimes. Yeah. So
0: <laughs> I had to like, look up one of the words and the first rule and I was like, okay. Cause it could go either way. like what this meant. But, um, the thing is, is that I didn't know the level of what was happening to him over the last three years, because you just hear tidbits like, You know, Jordan Peterson is in an asylum or he's in a, you know, induced coma in order to deal with certain things. And you don't know the whole background. And he explains everything going on with his family the last three years, like from his wife's, you know, breast cancer or sorry, not breast cancer to her kidney cancer, to what's going on with Michaela, like to what's going on with him and certain drugs. he's on. So like he explains all that. And I was like, dude, like it like put me in check, like real quick. I was just like your perspective is so like yeah it it just is an awesome book so if you can read like his books no matter who you are like they're not geared towards one person it's literally just taking responsibility for you your life who you are and the best way to navigate it so I highly recommend any of Jordan Peterson's books.
1: I'm not too sure I can top, uh, top anything else on, on, on Jordan (laughs) Peterson. So I think that's probably a good, good place to wrap up. (laughs)
0: Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. But, um, yeah, I'm definitely going to do a walking meditation. Um, people should look into their coffee. Mm. So like, if you're eating, if you're doing ground coffee, try to get local and try to get whole beans, um, like as much as you can. Um, I'm probably going to get rid of that coffee <laughs> now that I talked to you. Cause I'm like, dude, that's not, there's no way like no. anyway, but um, yeah, so by, but this by, has been great.
1: Yeah. But again, like the buy local, it just, it should be everything. just like a, everything. And and that just makes a huge, huge difference. And I will definitely download uh, Jordan Peterson's new book. Um, I'm a bit scared. He's, he, his big words and fancy paragraphs scare me. (laughs) It's it's easier to
0: unpack than his first book. That's what I will say.
1: Okay. So maybe, maybe he's, maybe he's come to the conclusion that his first book was a little bit. So like a lot of the things that he said, he could probably, he probably could have said in a lot simpler fashion for most people to understand, but I get where he's coming from. He's an academic. But I'll yeah. definitely give his his latest book a read for sure. And then I'll get back to you on that. Look look forward to discussing it on the next episode.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. And just know that this one is more in the creative and getting in touch with different things that he realized was lacking in his first book mm. or like that wasn't hit on. So I think you're like reading someone that's been through a lot and then realized, hey, like this is the meaning of life or not really mm. like, do you know what I mean? Like these are the important things too.
1: Yeah. Like don't He's forget. actually... He's actually had the ultimate test. It sounds like it. So he he wrote his first book, which is amazing. But it sounds like the universe just decided, hey, you need to be tested. And there it is.
0: There it is. It's always near me. But yeah, just, I don't know. For anyone like reading anything too, like- The, the camera
1: wasn't also... on you. Just show show the book again.
0: Oh, sorry. No. So yeah, it's it's the black book. The white book was the first one. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know. It was just really interesting side note. Like we're also like, I'm rereading the Bible right now, which is like kind of inspired from Jordan Peterson. Mm. Like I don't find myself like a super, super religious person, but because there's, I want to reread it for like the stories, like the very basic stories of which we base so much off of in humanity. Um, so that's, interesting and I got a version where like it explains like what is happening and it's also in like the newest version so it's not like ye old or you know like ye (laughs) have faith in me or something it's more just like in like like modern like how we speak (laughs) yeah um so that's really interesting because that's something I never thought I would like do so
2: oh no
1: there's there's absolute timeless lessons in the bible um i probably should also do that or at least go like brush up on the main stories in the Bible that have shaped a lot of, you know, I said, we were going to end, but I just want to say something I've said this before, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you know, in the Bible, they speak about the forbidden fruits.
0: Oh, that's all I've been reading. I started at the beginning. So yeah. Tell me.
1: So there we go. Forbidden fruits. I mean, for those that are meat based it's in the Bible, don't go and eat the apple because it'll kick you out of ketosis So that's why it's called the forbidden fruits because we were meant to eat meat and that's the most optimal. So I'm just saying,
0: (laughs) Okay, wait, wait. (laughs) Okay. I just want to say to you though, I read a page and it was like, you shall not be eating meat. Like rather than eating the something like the meat that it provides you, like you shall now do grain and live off the land. And I was like, i was like is this translated right is there vegan propaganda like in the freaking bible now i'm like what just happened here i have to like bring that page and like read it to you i think in the next we'll like open with that in the next one because like i'm cracking up reading this and i just went as like a carnivore like meat-based person i'm like
2: yeah
0: all right this is bs like this is bs no one no one said that that's like where i draw the line right not like Mm -hmm. walking on water not any of that like it's more like i'm like well, no, they had to eat meat because, like, that was the thing.
1: Exactly. So a lot of exact and a lot of the stuff in the Bible is is definitely up for interpretation, as well as you know. Yeah. Obviously, some say, oh, homosexuality. They say homosexuality is not okay in the Bible, but then some say they're not. They don't say that. So it all depends how you you know how you interpret things and. Mm-hmm. but the main stories i do i do understand the main just the main messages and things are very powerful and especially around jesus and what he was teaching and things but 100% i agree with you is that oh
0: yeah it's so deep though you have to like tear it you have to like pull mm. it apart to be like they're not saying that like like the forbidden fruit thing you know like they're not they're like it has nothing to do with like if it was fruit or something else it has to do with like knowledge and like the power that like the knowledge brings you and stuff there's just mm-hmm. like so many things and it's not sometimes about the literal story that happens it's like what it's actually trying to convey um but yeah there's always like you know there's always bad people there's always good people that you know are in different types of religion you know like i've said this to someone recently like bad people exist everywhere and mm. good people exist everywhere like no matter what your belief is no matter if you're republican democrat libertarian no matter if you're atheist or Christian or Jewish or whatever, like there are bad people that exist in all of those things. So it's not fair, I think, to label a group or a person or something like as being bad because you're like, no, no, no. Like there's still good people that exist there or vice versa. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Well, cool. Well, yeah. So, uh, I guess we'll wrap it up there on Bible yeah. talk. Great. Great <laughs> episode.
1: That was fun. I enjoyed Thanks that. everyone. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Have a great day. Go for a walk. Next time you're in a bad mood.
2: Peace. Peace. Wait, wait.
0: One more thing I wanted to say to you is just Josh says, <laughs> your shirt says train by day, Joe Rogan by night all day.
2: Yep. <laughs> oh my I'm God. I love it. my boy. <laughs> <laughs> I love
0: it. Cheers y'all. Um,